The following is not intended for younger audiences. The opinions expressed do not reflect the views of the podcaster's employers. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the one and only Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Welcome! Welcome everyone to Two Dudes, One Double Feature, the show in which two dudes talk two films, and that is about it. I am Dude One, Richard. And I'm Dude Two, Joe. And today we actually have something a little bit different. We're doing a special presentation, so I probably should have led with something different, but I just haven't done that normally in a while, so that was kind of needed. Yeah, th- <laughs> this was sort of a uh, a semi-last-minute decision that we made. Yeah, we, we don't have time right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just it. We just don't have time. Um, yeah. The holidays uh, have put a lot on our plates. Nothing bad, thankfully. Uh, it's just, you know, I'm at work a lot. Um, Joey's got uh, his girlfriend, Allison. Shout out to Allison visiting. So, obviously, you know, you got to put your time where you can. And we did have an episode prepared to start off the new year for you guys. It's still 2023. It's not uh, the new year's next week. But um, we did have an episode planned, but it, it, it it's not it wasn't even a normal double feature it was a full-on like triple feature like special situation but we just we just don't have the time for it so it's a bit of an unconventional way to kick off the new year but you know what we've been doing this for three years i think we're allowed to do what we want now <laughs> listen like if, if this is your first time we have a whole back catalog of episodes where we do the double feature thing and we're gonna have a bunch of double features this year this is just uh, th- this was a practical move for us. Practical move, and you know, sometimes, sometimes it's just nice to, to to do something a little bit different. And we haven't done one of these in a while. Special presentation, like a long while, I feel like. Um, I don't think I don't I don't I don't think we did. I mean, technically, we didn't do one at all in twenty twenty three. You might remember. be right. You might be right. I'm I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's been that long. We don't even remember. Because <laughs> I think I think the last one that we did was that with Waiki for um, Way of Water. May have been, or or no? Did we did RRR? But that was was that after? Or was that before? Mm, that's a very good question. Either way, it's out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, somebody will correct us. It's out there, people. For for any for the one person listening, let us know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it, this this uh, is was a, tr- a strategic move, but also it just is a nice change of pace. But it also just, it just felt right. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. It I just was felt right. Yeah. yeah. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I, I I've been I've missed I've missed it. I mean I've had a great like last couple of days. Um, you know, it's been nice. This is the first Christmas Alice and I have actually been in the same physical space together, which, uh, is interesting. I mean, it's great. <laughs> uh, that was terrible phrasing. That was a, that was a horrible way to, to explain it. You, I, you, if you want to edit that out, that's up to you. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's been, it's been a blast, but all seriousness, it has been a blast. Um, do you, you mean... Know, do you mean interesting in the sense that I mean because you guys have been together for so long and that this this happens to be the first time yeah, this first that's Christmas really, because normally we don't we haven't done any like holidays together. Didn't you guys go to New York City with Waiki and Taylor and Gifford? No, that wasn't had? without that wasn't with Allison though. Oh, I thought she was there. Okay, no, I mean she's met Waiki and Taylor. Shout out to those folks, fine folks. And for D23, right? Yeah, for D23. Okay. I, I just want to make sure I'm fixing my memory right now. Yeah. 
no, no. So, but you, you know, and uh, it was it was nice. I mean, because you know, my, my family loves her. Why wouldn't they? But it's it's really nice. Everybody gets along. Um, you know, that's and it, I mean, that's that's number one. Truthfully, you know, make sure that that. I mean, some relationships, I'm sure, like the families are indifferent, or I'm not going to judge anyone for right. their family. But it is it is a nice um, add on if your family happens to enjoy the company of your partner. That's and, major. That's major. Like, that's a, that's a, that's a big thing, honestly. Yeah, um, you know, and I'll just say it like because I I love um, Diane Diane um, Diane Bill Dom Allison's family. They're great. Um, I got to get back out there trying to do, going to try to do that in next summer. Um, but you know, it was nice too, because, um, the way we do Christmas, we go to my grandmother's house, like sort of late morning and open gifts there. So she got to partake in that ritual, okay. which is, um, right. you know, she got to witness us being, uh, insane people because Christmas is, is not a, just a fun thing. It is a very serious business. Um, that was that was the set in stone. Like, all right, if she could survive this, I mean, I know she's been with me for a while, but if she could survive this, we could stick this out. <laughs> yes, which she really enjoyed too. Good, good food and all that. Uh, great gifts. Uh, you know, every, it all. It was a great, one of the best Christmases in a very, 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 very long time for me. Um, I, I have I have a question. Did you yeah. go into the city? Not yet. We're gonna go into the city in a couple days. Um, okay. We're gonna see the corn musical shucked. Oh, okay. Well, I was I was asking because um, uh, my manager and her uh, fiance, the ones th- the ones that I brought together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or I was a part of that. The they were maker. in New York. They were the in maker. New York City this past uh, for Christmas. Oh. Yeah, they went to they went to the Rockettes. They stayed at the uh, I forget what it's called, but it was like a, it's like a hotel really close to Times Square. Mm. That's cool. And uh, they they got you know authentic pizza, New York pizza. They um, went to all different kinds of places, and they had it looked like they had a really good time. And and just looking at the pictures, I'm like, it made me miss going to New York City because it's, it's it's just great. I don't want to live there, but I'll visit all the time if I could. Uh, vi- visiting uh, is awesome. It, visiting it's, is it, great. It's really good. But I just thought, but I was thinking, oh wait. Maybe because I because I remembered you were like oh yeah we're I think you know you and Allison were saying that you guys were gonna go into the city I'm like maybe they'll like cross paths somehow inadvertently <laughs> like all, like my favorite people are just not meeting but just crossing paths but sadly <laughs> you guys didn't go so that's kind no. of a bummer but not that anything would have happened of it but it would have been kind of cool to be like oh these people that I know. It couldn't have happened any sooner because the way because Allison's working like three days this week remotely, um, mm-hmm. and like the day after Christmas we were exhausted and lit like the day like Christmas Eve we slept in quite a mm-hmm. bit. We were both exhausted, um, you know. But uh, it, it's been it's been really good. Uh, we also saw the Boy and the Heron, the new Miyazaki movie. Uh, Allison had already seen it and she wanted Mike and I to see it, so we saw that. Um, it, I was, like, I was yeah. kind of shocked by your letterbox review of that a little bit. You know what? I had a feeling though, because whenever Christian Bale voices in one of these Miyazaki things, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. Like Howl's Moving Castle, people are like, this is the greatest thing ever. And I'm just like, I am irritated. Um, <laughs> And then, and then this one's like, oh, Miyazaki's like, all right, I'm going to put two Batmans in this. And Joey's like, no, please don't. No, but, it was, but it was great. It's like please hearing don't. Robert, Robert Pattinson as being like a, a silly uh, freak. You know, it was awesome. Uh, and like, vi- like, at least they got one of the weird Batmans. You know, I mean, Dan Stevens, uh, knowing you, you're going to, you're going to love, love, love Dan Stevens. Uh, there's also a lot of birds. And, uh, this is one of the reasons Allison wanted us to see, like, it wasn't terrible, but it, it was just like, I'm like, okay, what, what are we doing here? It was just, I wish I could be more in, enge- like, cause I, there's, listen, we talked about Totoro on the show. We got to talk about more Miyazaki here, but you know, yeah. um, like spirited away, uh, Porco Rosso is, is a wonderful movie. Like there's some great ones that I love. Wind Rises I really liked, but this one I just could not. I could not connect with, unfortunately, um, other than the fact it mm-hmm. is a beautiful, beautiful looking movie. 
Um, I also am going to try to watch, I think, I thought I heard The Holdovers is going to be on Peacock this weekend, this, com- this weekend coming mm. up, so, so that's what we've been wanting to check out. Uh, I missed it when it was in theaters, and I didn't want to pay $20 to rent it, you know. Right. I'm I'm still a bit hesitant because of the, you know, uh, unfortunate yeah. allegations yeah. against mm-hmm. the director, but it was it was kind of um, a bummer because like I was talking to a friend of mine and she had mentioned that she purchased like she bought us a, a digital version of the holdovers and then I I had inadvertently like brought it up that that was the thing and she's like now I regret buying it <laughs> I'm like I'm sorry that's yeah. uh, I should uh, my bad. Um, <laughs> Listen, it's gonna but, be tough, uh, and then there's like the uh, the, Je- the Jeffrey Epstein um, list is gonna come out in January, so I think we're, we're gonna get a just giant bombshell. <laughs> just like guess who? Oh yeah, everyone. Guess who? Oh. Everyone. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Too many. Um, <laughs> or or what's the 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 clip from the Conan podcast that's become a meme now? It's like. Je- Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> the, the the New York broker, nah, <laughs> oh my God. nah, I would have known. <laughs> um, I, I, I just like that that's become a thing. Um, and we both saw Aquaman and the Lost separately. We saw Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I mean, in spirit, we were together. In spirit, like honestly, honestly, I think our thoughts like. The Venn diagram has never been more aligned. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very so okay. I, I said this to Joey in a little video today, but like I sort of I sort of compare it to that of like a college kid at spring break. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of fun, lot of fun, but wow, is it a hot mess? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like there's there's bottles of beer everywhere the kid has no clue where they are mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what they had a good time <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh it's you can just tell it's had a lot yeah. chopped up and there was so many different versions and whatever they could do with it at the end of the day after every after all was said and done i was thinking about this too after watching it it's crazy that there's like what maybe arguably three of like the major superhero comic book movies that didn't have some kind of like unfortunate behind the scenes stuff or something attached to it. Like all of them had VFX stuff, especially like deep fake shit, like in the flash or just rushed, like overworked VFX artists on, you know, Ant-Man or flash actors, obviously like, you know, Jonathan majors, Ezra Miller, Amber Heard all have some sort of controversy surrounded thing surrounding them, and and it's like, they, I mean, they, it's been said a lot, but like, yeah, twenty twenty three was not very good for superhero movies. The Marvels didn't. The Marvels was the one that probably had like forced controversy on. It's like it didn't feel like anything really bad happened, and then people were like, "But what about this shit?" And it's like, but is that a problem? Eh. And it felt a little insidious too, because the trades were bringing up this stuff, and it felt like was mm-hmm. was that was that kind of was that Disney trying to like save its own face with this movie with Nia DaCosta, like, and I I feel bad in that for her in that regard. And it's like, oh, she left the movie. It's like, no, she still worked on it, but she has a schedule she's got to keep, guys. <laughs> like, she's got other priorities as well. And it's not like and it's yeah. not like it's not something that hasn't happened before with other filmmakers, but whatever. Yeah, I'll just I'll just say this much: like all the all the crew and and everyone else that worked on a lot of these movies this year, like I hope I hope it gets better, and I hope there isn't a whole lot of this nonsense. You know, obviously we'll see what happens in twenty twenty four and forward, but yeah, this is just crazy. Yeah. And and Aquaman was no exception. I mean, it, it fell into that trap. It was just another one of those movies. It's like, oh, we need to just release this so we don't really care what the final product is, but we expect it to be this way. But I, I think what made me happy with it overall is that at least James Wan got to, like, shine through still a little bit. Yeah. And, like, you know, uh, 
Patrick Wilson's still a lot of fun, and Jason Momoa's still a lot of fun. Um, uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II was still, like, a lot of fun. And, um, uh, I mean, obviously, like, Amber Heard only had, like, what, like, five lines of dialogue and then just periodically showing up to save Aquaman. Just... (laughs) It's it's amazing because it's, like... You know, I'm a great husband. I, I'm, he doesn't even say that. He's like, I'm a great dad. I'm, I'm a son. I'm the king of Atlantis. It's like, oh, what, what else are you? What else are you? <laughs> he brings up being a father and nothing else. <laughs> oh, like, man. Literally it's nothing hard. Else. It's hard being a single dad. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Let's drink some Guinness. Oh! <laughs> drink responsibly. Um, <laughs> Drink responsibly. Uh, but but listen, it has the shit that we like. It's got cool ass submarines, lost civilizations, uh, uh the whole fish people. Literally, the whole like middle half of the movie is where I was like the most invested. Yeah, because like the opening stuff was just super rushed and thrown in there. Like, yeah. oh, here's what happened in the last movie, by the way, and also here's the shit that we're dealing with right now. And then the the latter half of the movie was just kind of rushed with the like dude from game of thrones playing a zombie fish thing and it was like okay um but then like patrick wilson and jason momoa are just being silly with each other and it was so fun to watch them be silly and then um uh yeah yeah abdul mateen second got to be like like over dramatically sinister and it was just fun just to, like i still think of the shot of him with the black trident in the, in his like throne or in his like captain seat on the sweet ass like hammerhead shark submarine and he's got no shirt on he's oiled up and he's just <laughs> and I'm like damn but but can we, can we also just appreciate how much of these mo- the Aquaman movies are just pure Saturday morning cartoons like they they're they're big they're colorful they're a lot of fun they're kind of stupid in some areas. <laughs> the, the the big spoiler: the baby lives. The, the baby the baby lives. Other spoiler: Aquaman's parents still live, even though there's <laughs> they're a scene. still alive. Oh man! Oh no! And oh oh! Everybody's okay. Everybody's all right, you guys. <laughs> like we could, and and you know what? Like Patrick Wilson got to have a hamburger. With with a uh, um, what's the character? What's the Hanna Barbera like shark? Jabberjaw. His name. Jabberjaw. With a jab, he got he rocking a Jabberjaw shirt, uh, getting a getting a hamburger from James Wan's wife. <laughs> My and... wife delivered a hamburger <laughs> to the Ocean Master. Ah! <laughs> so uh, it's it's honestly it's a movie I, I I'm admittedly kind of excited to watch again, but it's not something I'm gonna be like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, it's it's not the first like for us we love the first Aquaman here. It is that is bonafide two dudes cinema set set in stone right there. This is in our wheelhouse, but it's not as good as the first one. No, it it definitely makes me wonder what they could have done with it had they instead of like been chopped to bits because they needed to fit the continuity of things. If at a certain point they were just like, "All right, make whatever version you want." And just they just kind of went with it because that's what happened with the first movie. Yeah, you know, like it literally was like, okay, we'll mention Steppenwolf once, and that's all we need to care about, and then we'll just tell whatever movie we want. But they didn't really get that luxury the second time around because they just didn't know, like, like it was like eighteen different leadership changes, and then James Gunn came in and was doing his thing, and then. They were like, oh, but we need to do this or do that. And is Batman in it? I don't know. But it is, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think moral of the story, is a part of the moral of the story anyway, is that this is not fi- the world of five years ago where you could put any superhero up and just about like nine times out of ten, it'll be a hit. Um, I think, re- like, like, really, there were probably... Maybe two hit, like, two really, like, okay, this was a big hit things, like Guardians 3 and the the second Spider-Verse movie. Um, unless I'm missing hmm. something completely as far as superheroes. I I think I think that might have been it, because I think everything else 
was a disappointment More or, less or flopped. Was a was a flop. It's just it is it is sort of like an interesting climate change, I think, overall. And because I was, as, like I said, after I, after I watched the movie and just thinking about like all the different, even Spider Verse had like behind the scenes shit, and it's like, like what? Even the one that people loved the most had behind the scenes shit, and then you got Blue Beetle, just like, oh, you know, we had a good time. <laughs> We're actually a good movie. <laughs> okay, I like Blue Beetle. <laughs> Blue Blue Beetle made me cry, man. That was a good movie. Yeah, and and you know what? Ninja Turtles was fun. I don't. I mean, yeah, I had a good time with it. That one, that one also, like, I don't want to say it was a gigantic hit, but it probably did well in relation to its budget. And their aspirations Honestly. for that are also like streaming stuff too, because like they have that animated show, that show planned. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, on Paramount. Yeah. You know what I liked about Ninja Turtles as well? Not to keep going on superheroes, but uh, I liked that. I was telling Waiki this. I liked that it felt like an old school Nickelodeon thing. Yeah. Like, if you look at old Nicktoons and, like, they're, like, gross, but, like, in a cute way. Yes. Like, that's what that's what this new, new Ninja Turtles was. It was, like, 90s. I wanted to have an orange VHS tape. <laughs> I think that would be really cool. That would be. Um, yes. that, that, I mean, obviously, like, Ninja Turtles, you know, wasn't owned by Nickelodeon at the time, but now it feels like fully integrated into Nickelodeon. I think more now than it was when it, Nickelodeon initially acquired them. Mm. Um, and then the only one I haven't seen is the Marvels, but I heard this musical number, so I'm excited to watch it. <laughs> yeah, there, there are things there are things in it that you will. I almost put it like on the same level as Aquaman two, but for different reasons. Like, I think that's I think that's warranted. Um, but. Is there anything else you want to bring up that's going on in your life, on your end of things? I know we got we dovetailed um, into superhero shenanigans. <laughs> Super, superheroes. I mean, that's that's the most important thing in the world right now, isn't it? No. Um. Uh, I guess not really. I mean, I had a good Christmas overall. Yeah, I got some cool stuff, and I mean, I was busy most of the, most of Christmas. I was at work and. Christmas Day was insane. Yeah. You know, people were coming in to see movies, and it just was... The worst part is that it just things weren't as prepared as maybe you would want them to be. It's a, it's a whole thing, and I can't really dive into it, but it's, let's just say it was kind of hell. But I had I had a bit of a... More of a luxury, because I was working the bar that day, and not only am I kind of in my own world, but I also get tips. Yeah. Because I work bar. And so, like, I can't, I can't say that I'm, I was on the same level as my coworkers. They were, you know, left and right people, just crazy. And um, we had a deli- we have a delivery set up, and uh, my one coworker, she was like, she was feeling the brunt of it. And so I tried to help her, sort of. But like, it was crazy that day. But hopefully, um, New Year's isn't going to be too bad. Yeah. So Fingers we'll see crossed. what happens with that. Um, I, I, it's, yeah, not, not a whole lot of <laughs> update in my life. I've just spent most of my time playing the new Avatar game and, um, watching a couple of movies. Like I watched Black Christmas for the first time, which I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I watched, um, oh, what else did I watch? I watched Dead Zone, which for when you're, when you tell someone you're going to watch a David Cronenberg adaptation of a Stephen King novel, called The Dead Zone, you would think it's a horror movie, but it's actually kind of like a dramatic thriller. (laughs) You know, it, but like, it's kind of in the same ballpark as like the Green Mile, where it's like, it's more of like a drama with, but there's like a supernatural element to it. Right, right. So, it was a pretty good movie though. I liked it. But, speaking of presents, I, I did receive one gift. Mm Mm-hmm. From this asshole. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? <laughs> um, Joe Dinny Dan yeah. purchased uh, this film for me. Yeah, I'm still telling the story. I'm sorry. I don't know if you thought I was saying something. To no, you. I, I was just v- validating your state your statements. Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> I, was just, I was just anyway. Anyway, so Joe Dinny Dan purchased this movie for me um, because he knew I wanted it. And uh, he was like, well, I got to get this for him. 
and I got it in the mail. I watched it uh, literally Christmas morning. It was wonderful. It was a good time watching it Christmas morning. And uh, it just made sense that, especially how we got to this point, it it just kind of made sense that you know we would at least talk about it at some point. Jodini Dan, what are what is the special presentation all about? What is our sole movie, our only movie we are talking about to start off 2024? Well, Richard, I'm just gonna. I only have one way I can I can say it, or a few ways I can say. It. Do you, this? Do you have the the bottles? I don't to... have bottles, so I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna okay. uh, sort of it's a callback to something we were just talking about like two minutes before we recorded. <laughs> This movie is not called Walter Hill's The Boppers. This is not Walter Hill's The Furies. This is not uh, Walter Hill's The Lizzies. This is Walter Hill's The Warriors. Warriors! <laughs> ching, ching, Thank you, David Patrick Kelty. <laughs> Thank you, David Patrick Come out to play! <laughs> you know what? I hope, I hope David Patrick is healthy. I'll say that yes. much. Uh, dude, <laughs> David he Patrick, is, healthy, please. Dude, he is amazing in so many... We're going to talk about him, obviously, but he's great in so many things. He's an attorney on the yes. show. Yes, Twice! Because he was, he was in... Uh, he's in John Wick, which we'll bring up. Oh, at least I will. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in The Crow, and now he's in this. Yes. This is kind of like one of his first ones. Yeah. Um, so, again, just to talk about, like... We got to this point because Richard this is had, an interesting journey. Richard had introduced me to Streets of Fire. Um, and I'm like, you should go listen to that episode, by re- the way. Which, which I, we have come to the conclusion is just like one of the greatest movies ever. <laughs> it, it has everything you'd want. It, it's got everything. It is so damn good. And I'm like, I had heard about Walter. We heard about Walter Hill, or at least, you know, um, and I also f- found out that he did The Warriors, which I had known of The Warriors because of the video game that came out, like, almost 20 years ago. Um, yeah, oh, wow, that was a while ago. And that's, a, was a, I always remember the famous, like, poster with all all the gang members, you know, that goes as far as the eye can see. It looks like a beautiful poster. Um, mm-hmm. And that was always the image that was in my mind. And I'm like, oh, this guy not only did Streets of Fire, but also did The Warriors? Shit. And I hear people talk about the Warriors all the time. And it was streaming on AMC, like AMC Plus or whatever. And we had AMC Plus for whatever reason. And I watched this and I'm like, whoa, this is, this is a good movie. <laughs> it's like, why haven't we watched this guy's movies sooner? And it was also cool because Arrow, like the timing of it, Arrow, not that much longer later, we're like, yeah, we're putting this out in 4K, guys. Um. <laughs> well like because the crate like it's crazy like the whole the whole timeline that led to this because i was watching i mentioned this in the streets of fire episode i was watching a patrick Wilms video i think it was related to batman somehow because obviously i am my i am me i know who i am and i know yeah. what i like mm-hmm. and um at one point uh he had brought up walter hill i still gotta remember what video it was and he mentioned streets of fire and I'm like, oh, it's got Willem Dafoe in it, and it looks like it's kind of fun, and it's like a it's like a rock and roll sort of thing. And I'm like, okay. And at the same time that, or not that long after I'd seen that video, the uh, Shout Factory 4K announcement for Streets of Fire had happened. They're like, oh yeah, we're putting Streets of Fire in 4K, and I'm like, well, I gotta check this out. I'm really curious about it, and I love the cover. Streets of Fire, like the the sort of like graphic, uh, sort of comic book cover art yeah. poster that it has, um, kind of makes me think of like Paul Pope or something. And um, then of course I got the movie, I watched it, and I fell in love with it. And I'm like, I gotta show this to Joey. I gotta show this to Joey. Joey's gonna see this. <laughs> and it took a second, but we finally got like the pairing for it, and we watched and we watched it together. And then that led to us being like, what other movies did this guy do? You know, what, like, in, you know, we saw The Warriors, obviously. He did 40, 48 hours, another 48 hours. Um, he, he, Walter Hill's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's even a, I, I forgot he was a producer on Alien. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was pretty crazy to, to, to learn that. So I'm mm. like, Walter held something to do with Alien? Yeah. So I've already seen something, even though he had no director, but that's pretty cool. Um, and so we were talking about that, like, oh, we, you know, we got to check out the, some of these other movies now. And then, of course, Arrow announces, oh, hey, what's up? What's up, you guys? Uh, I hear you've been talking about them Warriors movies. <laughs> I mean, that one Warrior movie. There's only one, but I hear you've been talking about it. So uh, here's a 4K for you. And this is is harmonious. It was it's elegant. It was beautiful. It's just the way this whole thing played out. It's like the it, like I don't believe in fate. I'm not religious, but the world wanted us to watch more Walter Hill movies. Yes. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> some sort of uh, entity in existence said, "You need more Walter Hill in your life." Yeah. And yes. so that so then, then now we're here, mm-hmm. and we're here talking about we're talking about one of the big ones. I think the other big one is probably forty eight hours, maybe. So maybe yeah. we'll do that next. Yeah, no, I, I definitely would be very curious to check that one out um, as well. That also has a four K. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but this movie, uh, The Warriors, is based actually based on a book by Saul Yurik, The Warriors. Um, mm. You know and. What's interesting is that, like, I do think that there is still, like, a, like a social commentary element to this story, inevitably, but mm-hmm. apparently it's more prominent in the book. This it, The the story of the movie feels more, like, centered on, I guess, the conflict, maybe? But I've never read the book, so I don't know. It's more of a, I think it's, I think, the, ultimately, like, the Warriors, like, there's, I think there's a lot to peel back on the Warriors, but the Warriors is a lot of fun to watch. Like it is really like exciting to see these guys um, try to escape all these other gangs, uh, find themselves <laughs> all these all these crazy situations. So, just a kind of a general setup for the for the story of the Warriors. If you're not familiar, um, the Warriors are just one of many gangs that permeate throughout New York City. And like like Joey was listening, I have the stickers that were in the set. I can tell you all the gangs right now. Okay. So obviously we got the Warriors. We have the Rogues, which uh, has David Patrick Kelly in it. We got the Furies, which are a bunch of baseball dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Turnbull A Turnbull ACs. Yes. I believe. Yep. Then we have the Boppers. We the have boppers. the Lizzies, which is which is an all all uh, all women gang. Yep. Um, we got the Punks. Who I don't remember who they are. Is that the the like Chucky looking dudes with the overalls? <sighs> Off the top of my head, I don't remember. We'll figure that out yep, later. Sure. Um, we got the Riffs, who are kind of like they feel like the most powerful of the underground gangs or whatever, because they're like after. Is that the one that like the Cyrus dude is part of? Maybe yeah. I think? Cyrus Cyrus is sort of like like basic like the basic setup is like Cyrus. Who's the, is like the leader of the uh, what was it the riffs we were saying I think so the riffs Maybe, so like yeah. Cyrus is a very influential guy and he gets all the gangs to meet up and he has a speech where it's like hey New York if we join together New York could be ours for the taking but what happens <laughs> he gets shot by uh, by Luther played by David Patrick Kelly and he pins pins this this death on the warriors and. The Warriors, it's basically an odyssey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as they have to get back, they have to get back to Coney Island, which is where their turf. Their, their, their turf, their, their place. Mm-hmm. It could all be your, because it's all your turf. I forget the line. Yeah. Um, but there's the riffs. Um, there's the electric eliminators. Mm-hmm. The Moon Runners, which that logo is kind of fun. That's like a knife stabbing a star. Yeah. And then there's the really weird one, the Orphans, which you know they didn't they didn't get to go to the meeting. <laughs> no. No. Sadly, even though like we're we're the Orphans, we're so cool, and they're like, eh. <laughs> what I, what I love one of my favorite parts is when they get to there. It's like, what do they know? Oh yeah, there there can't be more than like thirty of them. And the one guy's like, I think it was uh it was a vermin, or he's just like, you know, thirty's a lot. Thirty's more than eight. <laughs> you can you can tell like a lot of these guys are still like i mean obviously the actors are probably not kids but i imagine the portrayal is like they're meant to be like maybe younger yeah right than they are Mm -hmm. but um 
Yeah, so the Warriors are our major focus, and they get framed for the murder of Cyrus, even though it was Luther from the Rogues. And so now the uh, the Rifts are like, I want the Warriors. I want them. And um, so now all the gangs in New York City are after them. Yes. And so they have to try to make it through without dying. Like, it's a, it's a journey. <laughs> but, yeah. But they do their best. And... Some of them make it. Some of them do make most it. Most of them. Yeah. Like, uh, like, really most of them. Though there's some memorable, like, 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 takeouts. Like, um, was it Fox who gets, uh, who, who gets, goes, basically tackles a cop, or like the cop like, gets him, and then. Oh, they, is that the dude from The Thing? The Thing, yeah. And then he gets run yeah. over by, by a train. Uh, I was bummed out because I, because like for a second he was like the only guy that knew the truth of yeah. the, so like the fact that they killed him, I was like, oh, right. holy shit, now, yeah. now who's going to find out that it was not, it wasn't the Warriors, it was Luther. But that was, that was insane how that played out. Um, and then, uh, the, the initial like war, cause they have a war chief. Yes. Of the Warriors. Cause they have, I guess, kind of a Native American motif Yeah, for their, for their, look at the gang which you know is a is a is a is, a, is an approach to take sure right yep uh, <laughs> um but uh there's this one guy i forget i forget a lot of their names i know swan i know ajax right i know luther i know mercy but um there's like the initial war chief and then uh he gets basically beaten cleon. down by a bunch of different gang members cleon mm-hmm. cleon like yeah yeah, he gets beaten down, and then uh, Fox gets thrown in front of a, a moving subway train, and then Ajax, who is a piece of shit and a homophobe, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> basically gets uh, thrown in jail. Yeah, like it, th- that one. That he kind of deserved that, honestly. Though, like, just be honest. Oh my gosh! Like he kept he kept just wanting to fight, or just calling people the f word. Uh, he called people the F word. He's like, I want to fight or I want to have sex. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He's he was very he was very horny in this. Very. He's very. He either wanted to be the leader or he wanted to fight. And it was funny because like I I was looking at his face. It was so. I'm sure this has happened to you before, but it was one of those situations where like there's there's certain actors that we just know more from their like later years. Yes. In their later years work. And so when you see them as kids, you're immediately like, what? Huh? Who is that? Why do they look familiar? And they're like, oh shit, I've seen this guy before. Yeah. And so like, I've seen, like, I've seen, um, I've seen him. I forget the actor's name. You'll have to. James Remar. James Remar. Thank for you. Aja- for Ajax you're talking about? For Ajax. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, he, he was in like, he's, he's worked with Tarantino a couple of times. He was an Oppenheimer. Like, dude's dude's been working. Yep. Oh yeah. So, so that's kind of cool. Like it, it was just kind of funny because I feel like there's probably a couple other actors just from watching the movie that I'm like, I feel like I've seen this person somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, that was that was kind of funny. But then of course, uh, David Patrick Kelly, just seeing him because like he's the one I immediately knew of yes. of all the actors because I think he's. The, the the whole warriors like I feel like that's one of the more iconic lines outside of can you dig it uh yeah there's that and there's one line that the the new Maasai who's like the leader of the rift says that I really love where he goes uh you warriors are good real good the best <laughs> but yeah like David Patrick Kelly yes like he's probably for us probably the most immediate because obviously you said you brought up John Wick um, I loved mm. him. He's Jerry Horn on Twin Peaks. I saw that he was, that was in his uh, his filmography on Wikipedia, and I was like, "Oh, Joey has to have seen him a, a million times, probably at this oh, point." Absolutely, yes. Because his brother, <laughs> it's funny. Because um, uh, his brother uh, is the guy uh, who plays Tony in West Side Story. So, oh, so okay. it's like Ben Horn and, and Jerry Horn. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so it's 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 Tony from West Side Story and Luther from The Warriors are siblings. Well, like I think the first time I ever saw David Patrick Henry, it probably was in The Crow. 
yep. when he plays T-Bird in that mm-hmm. one. Right. And he also and he also plays like an eccentric gang member where he like you know has like a like an affectation to his voice kind of like a like a weird like New York sort of like thing to him but he's but like in 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 this one he's clearly significantly younger and he's playing more like a wild card whereas it like you remember in the crow he was like the the, the leader type character of that gang but he was still kind of like eccentric in a way right um like i remember in that movie you know when he's his death scene when he just keeps repeating the same line and he starts repeating bible verses and then just gets blown up in the car or whatever but then, like, I just remember seeing him more periodically in other things. Like, he shows up uh, in the in the Longest Yard remake that Adam Sandler did or something. Right. Where he plays this... He, he kills Chris Rock in that movie, I think. I think that's his whole shtick in that one. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, he shows up in John Wick. But what makes that more significant is when I was watching this movie, my biggest takeaway, ultimately, outside of just recognizing some people, was that I loved the way this movie added like a mythological nature to new york city because mm-hmm. like obviously like like new york is such a like prominently used city in movies right and understandably so and even emulated with by other cities like just trying to like look like new york city and um i like i like when movies do that yeah I like when it's like like the movie version of New York. Like uh, like New York itself is great obviously, but like the the movie version of New York is like this sort of built-in mythology. Like I remember watching fucking Home Alone 2 and they have like this whole section where where Macaulay Culkin is just roaming through New York City and he's seeing all these characters and he's like, "Where am I? <laughs> what is this place?" And it's, like, stuff like that, or even, um, and then going back to the John Wick movies, how they sort of made this more, like, romanticized version of New York City, where this, like, this underground, uh, you know, world exists of, like, all these different crime syndicates, and how they're all connected, and John Wick's, like, escaping through the city to, like, you know, and he's visiting all these different, like, areas, and you're like, how, how does this exist in New York? But it does, apparently. Right. And and what makes it cooler is apparently like there's just so many direct references in the John Wick films to this movie, so it was funny to like watch the movie and sort of think about John Wick and how I was relating to it. And then there's the there's the DJ character in the film, and they directly reference that in John Wick Four. <laughs> I think they wow. even play the same song. I think they played like the "There's nowhere to run to, baby." <laughs> Nowhere to hide. I think I, they play that song. I still gotta watch John Wick Four. Um, I've ha- I've had the disc for a while, but I gotta I gotta put it on. But like, when, it's when a you, long movie, but it's really good. Uh, I, but I, you gotta have the time. I'm sure it is. But like you talking about like when I saw your review for one, I'm like, yes, he loved it. But also, I'm like, oh, <laughs> man, this makes me really, really, really excited because I wanted to see John Wick Four, but now I really, really want to see John Wick Four. Like the like the clear influence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I, that's that's the ultimate thing too is like make you got to look at some of the stuff like if you if there's a movie you love it's worth looking into how that movie got made and what were the influences because then at that point you might find something else that you love um i also love movies where like, there's like a there's like a very clear goal like i was thinking i think like a very clear like okay we got to get from point a to point b you know i was thinking about like fury road mm-hmm. how there's like it's a chase it's a chase for a lot of that movie uh, it's a giant car chase. Giant car chase, and in this movie, it's like okay, the warriors have to get the hell out of there, and they have to go to Coney Island, and it all the detours that they happen to take. Like I think about like when a couple of the guys see, <laughs> run into the Lizzies, and it's like oh shit, the Lizzies are gonna attack are attacking us now. <sighs> I like I like that you know like so obviously like they split up at that one point. Yeah, and Sw- Swan goes with Mercy, who's like just kind of tagging along. Swan, Mercy makes me think of um, uh, E.G. Daly from from Streets of Fire, how she just kind of tags along, <laughs> but she's obviously got a more like prominent character about her because she's just trying to find something new, right? Um, though there is obviously like you can tell it was written by a man and stuff, but um, I do like that at least she feels like a character. Yes, right. Um, but uh. I just, uh, just seeing how, like, she just kind of, like, is just trying to find something new in her life. But, um, 
that point when they're all like split up and then of course uh the three guys go to go to the lizzie's and like they don't even know the lizzie's exist and they're just like oh this is this this whole like room of women and they're they want us what that's insane right and then it's like nope and, and of course they find out because like the one kid's like either just really shy or like maybe he just isn't interested in that so he's just kind of like roaming around the whole time is that, and uh, is that rembrandt <laughs> is that like yeah, the other the tagger yeah like yeah um and then like he's like oh god they're gonna kill us <laughs> <laughs> they all got guns and like switchblades and stuff, and it's like shit. Yeah. Um, I will say the 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 gangs are just really colorful too. I like all the different like variations. But you know what? I gotta find see if I find the costume designer real quick. Um, let me. I'm gonna because like that like that like plays such a role. You you have it on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not on here. It's I was not on here. Look, but, but like, but but it 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 plays such a role in like defining the, these characters and also just like, you know, hey, like the, these are who the gangs are. It's I love color like costumes that are very like okay, we have things that are color coded. We under like okay, this is this group of pe- this is this gang. This is this gang. Like, I I, I love like stuff like mm. the baseball furies. You know, it's just such a unique thing. And then you have, you know, the roller skaters. Uh, the, the orphans are just really funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, I love that their whole outfit is just a, like a like an army green shirt. And it just says orphans on the back. Yep. <laughs> like, yes. that's it. That's it. Like, they're a little dirty, but that's it. That's it. Um, um, the Riddler was there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 14 kids to a room. Um, One of the babies died because it's so cold. Uh, Bobby Mannix and Mary Ellen Winston are uh, on IMDb, the costume designers. They they do a really good job here. Um, Honestly, yeah. And it's like, like in a weird way, I almost think like if, if you wanted, like this is like if Clockwork Orange wasn't uncomfortable. Mm, right. <laughs> like, because that movie has all those colorful gangs in it. But of course, it has a lot of uncomfortable things, and it's hard to watch. Whereas this, you get all the colorful gangs, and it's fun. It's generally fun. It's generally a lot of fun to watch. I mean, yeah. I think about the, when they were fighting the the roller skaters, or fighting the base, the baseball furies, you know. And it's actually like speak. We're talking about like superhero. Like, it feels like a comic book because these characters are very like oh yeah memorable. Um, I think about the shots of uh, Masai, the leader of uh, the Riffs. And like, there's very like they're very like static, but you cl- it's very stark. Like you see shadows, and it it looks like, like a comic so, book like panel. Someone comes into frame. Yes, comes out of frame. Yeah, I like that. There's just like a cut to that, and it's literally someone coming into frame. So and so found the warriors. They blew it, and he's just like on the side, like yes, <laughs> like disappointed. Um, I love I love that. Um, it it's just like visual like I'm trying to let me see the cinematography the world building Andrew Laszlo sorry I bumped my microphone Andrew Laszlo that was a name that was that was familiar to me too what other movies did Um, Andrew Laszlo do First Blood uh, Star Trek The Final Frontier um, Inner Space and The Warriors uh, Newsies I'm just looking at this Streets of Fire of course you know yeah, yeah, uh, that makes sense. So, like, and I was thinking about, like, just uh, how well it's shot. I, again, and also, too, like, going back to, like, Walter Hill um, and thinking about Streets of Fire, it's, like, it, it plays out, like, almost like a Western in a lot of ways. So you were talking. Well, yeah. Well, you, no, go ahead, go ahead. Because I was thinking, I was actually thinking about that, too, because, like, obviously, like, the Warriors, like, out, like, their, their costumes are very, like, Native American inspired. And um, mm-hmm. it made me think like it's an interesting thing because it's like you have these these guys who are w- wearing this Native American iconography or like influenced by Native American iconography, being chased by all these gangs, you know, in in America, um, and it, because it is very much about like men, you know, and there's even like a like a showdown when they get to Coney Island. It looks like you almost could have put like a uh, like tumbleweed. In one, you tumbleweed know. and like 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 wood buildings 
yeah. like on the side of them. But you were saying. Um, <laughs> no, I was like, I, re- I remember reading somewhere that Walter Hill said every movie he'd ever done is technically a Western. And of the two I've seen, I agree with him. Yeah. Like, like Streets of Fire is very much that kind of you know, lone gunman, like, like man with no name sort of thing, even though he's clearly got a name because he's Tom Cody. Pleased to meet you. (laughs) And, um, and then streets of fire, like again, it it has that sort of feel to it. Like there's whole, there's whole scenes where like the characters are like, like when they're walking down the street and they see the orphans and it's like, you came onto our turf, you know, this town ain't big enough for two of us. Mm -hmm. Like that sort of, that sort of feel to it. Um, or like they get chased down by that one gang on the bus. The, uh, Turnbull, Turnbull ACs, um, the Turnbull ACs, um, and like how many times has a cowboy been framed? I mean, mm. <laughs> like if they weren't, um, shooting and drinking and, and all that fun stuff that cowboys do, they're getting framed. Um, but also I think it's, it's interesting to one of the other things um, with the Western component is like Swan throws a knife, th- throws a blade at um, Luther, which makes me think of, that, that was a cool moment. That was a cool moment. Maybe think of Magnificent Seven um, because one of the characters played by James Coburn, and you've seen Seven Samurai. So you remember the character who's like the bit, like the best swordsman, and he's like really stoic and quiet. That's what James Coburn's mm. character is basically. Like he's like, He's that, like, stoic, like, swordsman, but instead of a sword, replace it with, like, a knife. And he's really good at, like, knife throwing, basically. Just literally just... Ah! Um, you know. It wasn't It wasn't me. No. It was them. <laughs> <laughs> it was them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's just... It, it just got, like... like I do, it is interesting, like, it's just, there's a lot you can peel back on it, but it is just, when you boil it down, it's just a really well-made, like, good time, it's, it's not, basically 90 minutes, so it doesn't mm-hmm. over, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's honestly, like, you know, and this is, this, coming from someone who's a big comic book nerd, like, I love, I loved to see movies have that sort of comic book influence without having to be based on a comic book. Right. Like I like I think of uh, Dark Man as an example. Um, I think of like Streets of Fire. I think of this. Obviously, just that that whole like it's kind of, and it's and it's kind of funny too how like I look at something like this, which has like it wears those influences. I feel like pretty well, and yet movies that are actually based on comic books don't look nearly as good sometimes <laughs> not no. to like dog on anything like that but um it's just this was just, it's just a great movie honestly like you know it was i was just full i was fully invested yeah just because obviously seeing streets of fire and just being like i really got to watch more of this guy's movies i gotta watch more walter hill and obviously the next one had to be warriors given that's like the other like sort of iconic one um and so i i I thank you for giving me that opportunity even if i was gonna do it for myself but you said don't no (laughs) because don't you dare i I, like like you with like streets i felt very strongly about this movie like watching Mm. this knowing what i what we've done almost 150 episodes of together knowing you for basically just almost a decade (laughs) at this point i'm like this is right up your alley this has got like it, mm-hmm. it looks. It looks amazing. It's exciting. It's entertaining. Um, it's just. It, it's it, a bit. It's a little ridiculous in the best ways. It's a bit ridiculous in the best ways. Like like Streets of Fire is a little more ridiculous, but like like Warriors kind of teeters teeters a bit <laughs> in, in that respect. It's 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 in that. I mean, just the font alone is just fun. Like the sort of graffiti, like yeah. uh, of the Warriors. All the all the characters are just fun. We were talking. I was telling Joey like Swan feels like he's somehow related to Tom Cody because <laughs> Swan Swan's a very stoic dude. Like he has he has like you know he has like maybe one word uh, per per scene. He doesn't talk too much. Um, you know, and he's not like and, and none of none of the characters are necessarily like good people, but like obviously. 
you know, you're just kind of like rooting for them to just get to the end. Right. <laughs> I, I was I was also like thinking about it too. I was watching um listening to the commentary track and just like uh of this with Walter Shaw who wrote a the a book on Walter Hill examining his films. And it's interesting cuz like normally this type of movie would would be like really critical of like the gang lifestyle and in this movie it's mm-hmm. just these guys are gang members. This is just what they have to do because they also talk about cops in this. And some people mm-hmm. look, are like, "This, the, what's the the biggest gang of all? NYPD, you know." <laughs> po po. Um, so, like, it, I do kind of like that. Where, like, yeah, there's some characters I, I might not like, and you know, whatever. But ultimately, as far mm-hmm. as the gangs, and, are the, and none of the cops, and also on that note, none of the cops are really portrayed as good either. Like, yeah, there's not like an altruistic. Because I feel like in a lot of other films similar to this, there would be like an altruistic cop, right? Or like one cop that's like. You know, you know what? I know you boys have been going through a lot, but I'm gonna here. I'm here to help. It's like no, all right. the cops suck. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, like they're all they're all, like literally one of them like tosses one in front of <laughs> in front of a uh, moving subway train. Yeah. Oh man, dude, uh, how how intense! I know we we're going on about like uh, how intense. Like when they were trying to get to the station and they're like climbing up the stairs. I'm like uh, they're cutting back and forth. And they're trying to get on, and you're just like, get on, get on the train, get on the train. <laughs> I was like, I was so stressed when they split up. I'm like, no, 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 no. But also, and then he dies, and I'm like, shit. But also, now, now no one's gonna know. I, I want to go to Coney Island. Uh, just uh, let's see the one, the Wonder Wheel, which uh, you gotta go to. The, you gotta go to the home turf, dude. I, I gotta do that. And but also, like, like I think about like the opening shots, like, like Coney Island. Uh, at nighttime, seeing the Wonder Wheel mm. at night, beautiful. Like Dude, the yeah. way the way they opened the whole opening credits is so just well put together. Yes, because it, it it tells you everything you need to know. Like like we're on Coney Island. Here's our central players, the Warriors. Here's what they're currently like focused on, which is going to this big meeting and listening to Cyrus. And like, what do you think of Cyrus? What do you not think of Cyrus? And uh, and each each interaction gives us a hint of who these characters are. Like obviously Ajax is a piece of shit. Swan's like a good like second in command type character. And so you get a really good feel for that. And then we also see all the other gangs. Yeah. On their way to the meeting, and you get this incredible music and that that amazing like uh, tracking like 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 zoom in shot with like the subway and then the text is coming towards the screen. It's just a great way to open the movie. It gives you a really good like understanding of what this is going to be and it's like this is going to be this could be a good time yeah yes um yeah i think on that note uh that those are our thoughts on that's our thoughts on the warriors uh an incredible movie uh really amazing definitely worth checking out and if you already love this movie i highly recommend checking out the arrow video 4k amazing amazing set um it comes with uh, the the theatrical cut and the alternate 20, 2005 cut. Yeah. Though apparently I've read Walter Hill prefers the theatrical cut. Yep. So. Yeah. But obviously it's it's nice to have both. Yeah, it's cool to have both. A lot of bonus, lot of bonus features. Really nice. Um, but folks, a lot of bonus features. Folks, what what's your what is your favorite Walter Hill film, and what Walter Hill film do you think Richard and I should watch next? I think next on my list is 48 hours. So I'm going to go through the big ones and then kind of m- make my way through yeah. the little ones. I was, you know, it was funny. Mm. Um, not to like, you know, cause obviously we're trying to wrap up, but I got possession recently as I showed you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the, the main actor, one of the main actors in the movie, not Sam Neill, but, uh, the, the woman, I forget her name, uh, Isabel at Adjani. Okay. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, if I don't, we'll fix it. Um, she's in a Walter Hill movie. <laughs> oh. So, again, I'm like, the pieces are falling into place. I might as well just follow this breadcrumb trail as I go along. Destiny, <laughs> oh. Destiny is telling us we need to do the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fate exists and it's saying Walter Hill is your destiny. Also, uh, this movie turns 45 uh, in 2024. Happy, happy uh, birthday, Warriors. Yes, yes. 
Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this special presentation of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Check us out next time. Have a good night, everyone. And don't forget, come out to play! Thank you all for listening to Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Special shout-out, as always, to John and Kenny Armstrong. Thank you guys for everything you do. We love you both so much. And, of course, stay tuned for a brand new episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature.